Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Litarski, joined today by Ben Miller. If you're out there on Twitter, you can give Ben a follow at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at Jakeski52. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating or review on either platform here. Ben, it is negative five degrees in Madison, Wisconsin. What are you doing to beat the heat? Uh, pretty much we're double sweatshirting at, at this point. I mean, yeah. the, the heat at my house does not does not go well. So, okay. yeah, it's it's pretty much just layers are you, on layers. Are you in, like, space heater territory? Yeah. Uh, it's, you plug a bunch of those in? Right. It's gone to, it's gone to that point at, at this point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hear you. Double sweatshirts the way to go, like, extra pajama pants under your jeans kind yeah, of Yeah, double day. socks. Like, yeah, it's, it's the whole way. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. And I'm, I'm not – this is, like, one of the rare times of year where I'm not even looking forward to going out for lunch. <laughs> I don't. I, I hear need, you like, completely. I need, like, 20 seconds seconds out in the cold here uh but yeah beat the cold not beat the heat like i think i said in the beginning here but uh yeah quite a different uh, situation here in wisconsin but anyway ben and i are here to talk about some nba dfs tonight and uh we're looking at the slate here it's a pretty decent slate here we got five games so uh you know maybe maybe finding value might not be as easy that's why we are here to help you out and uh of course the first decision any dfs player needs to make this evening is to start or fade the highest price player on the board and this evening, it happens to be Russell Westbrook at $12,500. He is uh, $2,600 more than anybody else on the entire slate. John Wall, check it in at second. And, I, I mean, it's pretty much a situation where you fade Russell Westbrook as your own risk. I mean, I know Atlanta's a pretty decent matchup, but are you still throwing him out there tonight? 
I do like Westbrook tonight, uh, I'm, so I'm going I'm to go ahead and start him for sure. Um, he's been one of the more consistent fantasy players, obviously, this season. Um, you know, he's still chasing history, attempting to average that triple-double. Um, so not only does that motivate him, um, but, it, it, yeah, it pushes him to post those huge lines. Um, he's also just one of the only true offensive threats in this Thunder's offense. Um, you know, Victor Oladipo is usually that guy that um, tries to take some pressure off of him uh, on that side of the ball. But uh, he's still dealing with a sprained wrist, and he was unable to practice Sunday. Um, so it's looking more and more like the Thunder will probably be without him yet again. Um, so, yeah, if that's the case, they'll be down argue, arguably their second-best player. Um, so that means Westbrook is going to have, have to do some extremely heavy lifting. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, when the scoring load falls on his shoulders, it, it, most of the time it results in a big night for fantasy purposes. Uh, and, I mean, this guy's coming off a monster game uh, against the Suns on Saturday where he posted 26 points, 22 assists, 11 rebounds, and a couple steals. Um, that ended up giving him 73.2 FanDuel points. Um, and, yeah, if you're one of those guys that decided not to um, play him, you definitely had a little, little, very little chance of winning anything there. Absolutely. Um, so he's like, one of those guys, you, you just fade at your own risk. Yeah, exactly. Like those James Hardens and Anthony Davis, you mm-hmm. fade him, it's it's on you. Especially when he's the top guy tonight. And Victor Oladipo, we mentioned the wrist injury. He's missed three straight games, didn't practice on Sunday. Probably not too optimistic here for Monday here. The center position, Ben, is one that I'm uh, quite intrigued by this evening uh Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, is uh, they're hosting the Suns, and they're, he's at 9,400, so he's always kind of an option when he's in play. And then you go to guys like uh, Dwight Howard, 7,900, Andre Drummond, 7,800. The one time I used him this year, he got ejected, so I guess there's a little <laughs> bit of a sour taste for me there. You got your Miles Turner, 6,500. Are you going to the top here, or are you finding value in the middle of the pack at center? I actually think this is a spot where we can save a little bit of uh, salary for tonight's slate of games. You know, like you said, there's some big dogs available. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, Dwight Howard, Andre Drummond. Um, or this, there's some little guys here that I think can be very effective, um, all the while allowing you to you know, upgrade at some of those other spots on your roster. Um, the guy I'm looking at specifically tonight is Marcin Gortat. Um, he's sitting at 6,300, so not too bad at all. Um, he had an off game against the Clippers on Sunday. Uh, but he's proven already this season he can put up some big numbers, um, evidenced by his 51-point Fanduel performance uh, at the start of the at the start of December, I should say. Uh, and this is a guy that hits that, that's hit double-digit rebounds in eight of his last ten games, and, and you know while his offensive output sometimes struggles a bit there, uh, he's shown a lot of promise in, in the re- in the Wizards' more recent games. Um, however, the biggest thing I'm looking at with Gortat is how many minutes he's going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wizards are also dealing with some injuries in the front court. Um, Ian Mahimi, uh, the, the Wizards' backup center, is dealing with a knee injury. Former Pacer. Yep, missed the last 10 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, While well, Jason Smith is also dealing with a hamstring of his own. Uh, he's questionable at this point. Um, so if neither of those guys are able to take the court, we're going to see some huge it's minutes. It's going to be all Gortat. Yeah, potentially up in the upper 30s again, right. um, which is always huge for players. Yeah, I mean, in his last like. five games, Gortat's averaged 36 minutes a game, so he's right. definitely getting out on the court here. And you, right. Is this more of a, a Gortat having the extra opportunities, or, or is uh, Miles Turner maybe not not there defensively, or do they two, they not match up directly? Are I guess are, are you are you are you like the matchup or the player more? It's more the player here. Like yep. Miles Turner, he's he's a tough guy to go against. But I I just think there's so much opportunity there in minutes. Um, but at the, at the same time, the Pacers are in the top ten for teams who give up the most points to centers. Which I mean, he does have a good matchup with Turner, but they, they still give up a ton of points to centers. So Absolutely. I do like him still in that in that, right. that so regard. Yes, Gortat at sixty three hundred tonight. Let's look. Uh, let's shift focus to the injury page a little bit. Ben, another uh, injury that stands out to me is Taj Gibson. Um, he's dealing with a hip injury. He's questionable. Uh, what does the Bulls shake up like if, if Gibson doesn't play? 
Yeah, Gibson was pulled from Friday's game against the Bucks uh, with a hip injury, still questionable. Um, I, I think his absence could provide a big opportunity for a guy like Bobby Portis, um, this guy, or or even Nikola Vuc- or Nikola uh, Miritich, as it should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, they're both at minimum salaries, mm-hmm. thirty five hundred. Yeah, if Gibson's available, I'm I'm definitely not touching them. Um, but yeah, I think Portis would be the guy if, if Gibson can't give it a go that I'm looking at for, for some potential there. Yeah. Portis will be able to definitely get you some salary relief at 3,500. Yeah. Had some monster games. I remember covering him when he played for the university of Arkansas, yeah. but, uh, I haven't seen too much NBA lately, uh, action from him. But, uh, again, it's all about opportunity here when you're playing DFS. What about the Mavs? They've got an interesting injury situation. Ben, can you break that down for us? Yep. Again, they'll be without Dirk Nowitzki and Andrew Bogut. Nowitzki's got that Achilles injury. Mm -hmm. Um, What's Bogut still hitting with? It looks like a knee injury. Knee injury still? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like Harrison Barnes here for sure. Um, Dwight Powell is definitely into consideration as well. Um, You know, Barnes is going to be the Mavericks' go-to option still. He's fairly cheap at 6,300. I mean, he actually hasn't been as as effective as I thought um, with those other two guys sitting out uh, up until this point. Um, but he's coming off a 36.8 FanDuel point outing against mm-hmm. the Kings on Sunday. Surpassed that 30-point FanDuel mark in each of his last three games. Um, so I definitely see the opportunity there for him to have the big night. Um, you know, Dwight Powell is closer to them at that minimum salary at 4100 uh, Yeah, I was a lot more confident with him when Salah Mizri was starting, in, you know, who who is starting for the at center for the Mavericks? I should say, you know, when he wasn't getting as many minutes as he is now, um, which has dropped Powell to just that twenty and twenty four minute type of type of minutes load. But but if you're in need of that serious salary uh, break, you know, and playing in that tournament setting, I like, think Powell yeah, like still. If you're going with Westbrook and Big Cat tonight, or right? Something, exactly. Yeah, you need to, uh, if you have to forfeit that and get that salary break, yeah, uh, yeah forty one hundred for Powell, not not too bad. Yeah. Uh, any other value plays on the slate jumping out at you tonight? I actually really like Nikola Djokic tonight at 5,900. Uh, Wait, isn't he a tennis player? <laughs> he could be. <laughs> Djokovic? No, Djokovic. Anyway, okay. oh, Excuse my, ba- my my terrible jokes, Novak Djokovic. <laughs> it's the same initials. But but anyway, tell me about Djokic. Yeah, he's, he's come off the bench for the Nuggets for the majority of the season this far. Um, continued to improve, though, and recently yeah, passed up Joseph Nurkic on the depth chart. Yeah, a ton of those names, man. They're... They're all the same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jokic the, the is... Serbians, man. Yeah, I know. Um, Jokic is now starting at center, though, for the Nuggets. Uh, already proven to be a more than capable fantasy option. Uh, minutes have His minutes have been down quite a bit over the last two games because of foul trouble. Um, so that's always something to, to uh, keep in, into consideration there. Um, uh, but, yeah, prior to those two games, we really got a glimpse of how good he can be. He had 27 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists against the Mavericks last week. Um, which was good enough for 49.2 FanDuel points. Um, you know, he also had a 35 FanDuel point game before that. So mm-hmm. uh, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, he's he's got the chance to be extremely effective at a decently cheap contract. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, since returning from a three-game absence in early December, he's played six games, Jokic has, averaging 15.8 points, 8.7 boards, four assists. That's yeah. some nice all-around fantasy Yeah, and the, the good for thing that. for him as well is that he's he's got that power forward designation too, even though he's starting at center. So if you mm-hmm. use a guy like Marcin Gortat, you can still yeah. Plug him in that, yeah, exactly. You won't forward. have to. Yeah, it won't sacrifice your Gortat or your big cat right, or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, finding yep. value at the power forward spots here. Uh, one other guy we got highlighted here: uh, former Marquette man uh, Wesley Matthews at fifty six hundred. What, what's looking good about his situation tonight? I mean, earlier in December, he had that three game slate where he was in the mid thirties and Fanduel points. Um, he's since fallen back down quite substantially. It looks like twenty one Fanduel points in, or less in each of his last three games, which is definitely concerning. 
Um, you know, however, the Nuggets are one of the worst teams in the league at defending shooting guards, um, giving up 41.9 points per game to that position, which I believe is dead last. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that should provide him a potential opportunity for Matthews. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do like that as well. And, you yeah, know, he has a decent ceiling given that price tag. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's several games this year I'm looking at 36, 38 in his game log. It, it happens. And, and the floor seems decent enough to usually gets about 15, you yeah. know, at the very least. So he's not going to completely screw you, but also give you a, a decent amount of upside. Uh, so, yeah, Wes Matthews. And plus, yeah, former Marquette Golden Eagle. You can't, uh, can't knock him for that. Just like uh, you know, your boys D Wade and uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're just across Highway 90 from Arquette over here yeah. in Madison here. So, so uh, got to give them the love. Yeah, got to give some love here. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle the score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 where the top half wins cash play in larger tournaments for even more excitement play for just a buck there are choices for every budget ben the big uh, guys on FanDuel this week lashton mccoy Devonte freeman but us uh us packer guys up here if we took Devo- or i'm sorry ty montgomery at just five thousand, got you just as many points what a stud man yeah he this is i didn't like i'm one of those guys that always criticizes if you're playing someone out of position i'm like why do you put a wide receiver or something like that in the backfield you know mm-hmm. why, why not put you know running back back there but i mean completely Prove me wrong. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Montgomery looking like a natural running back yeah. here. Of course, that price is going to be well on the rise now that the Packers have discovered who their real running back is. But once again, have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. We have reached the time in the show when we welcome back Chris Benzine. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Crispy272002. Chris and I are going to talk some Monday, Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel. Then we're going to offer up our cash game and GPP quarterbacks for Week 16. Chris, before we get started, same question as Ben. It is negative 5 degrees in Madison, Wisconsin right now. What are you doing to beat the cold? Staying inside for the most part. It was nice to uh, have a little heated underground parking yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. a nice treat to have. Yeah, we don't get that luxury during the week, but during the weekend when we're here on Sundays, yeah, we can go underground and let, let all the, uh, the the snow and ice melt from our cars yeah. for a moment. Yeah, and uh, of course, the, the warm feeling of being in the playoffs with my fantasy teams is definitely you yeah, know, keeping yeah. warm during the mm-hmm. during the cold season here. That and fireball. Fireball cannon. <laughs> All right, Chris. Monday, Thursday slate. Uh, Carolina at Washington. The Redskins are seven-point favorites tonight. Uh, the over/under on that game is fifty-one. So Vegas logic might dictate you'll use a few more players in the Carolina-Washington game tonight. But the Giants are three-point road favorites in Philadelphia, where those Philly fans can be brutal. Over/under is forty-two. Um, let's get things started with quarterbacks. Chris, Eli Manning, seventy-seven hundred. Cam Newton, seventy-seven hundred. Kirk Cousins, 7,500, and Carson Wentz, 6,600. You got a favorite out of that bunch? A favorite would potentially be potentially be Kirk Cousins, I think, in this, out of the four. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm okay with Eli Manning. I like Cam Newton potentially in, uh, in tournaments. I don't like him in a, in a cash game setting mm-hmm. uh, for this game, but I do like Kirk Cousins. I believe Carolina – Carolina has been struggled, one of the worst teams against the pass this year. Mm-hmm. And Cousins' game is at home, I believe. Yes, game's at home. Not really any weather conditions to worry about. And Cousins has been throwing the ball around a lot recently. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, of the guys we're looking at here, the four guys that we're considering, 
I, I think you can only really consider top three. I don't think I would even put Carson Wentz into the conversation. Yeah, I just, even for your even for your GPPs. Even for GPPs, when you got three different quarterbacks to choose from, the the wealth could be it will be spread out a little bit yep. more. So uh, yeah. I do want to emphasize your point. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, in terms of their pass defense, they've given up twenty two point nine fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. That's tied with the Cleveland Browns for the uh, second worst, or I guess second best if you're looking at it in matchup terms yep. in the league. So yeah, right up there with the Falcons and the Browns, the Panthers are. Letting opposing quarterbacks torch him pretty well. Yeah, them and uh, I look at the Cam Newton. The reason I I don't really necessarily trust him in cash games, given his recent outputs that he's had. He's mm-hmm. he hasn't topped twenty points in three of the last four weeks, so mm-hmm. it is a little bit of a shaky situation. But when I look at um, fantasy points again, so recently we have a last four weeks span I'm looking at here, and uh, Washington's actually the the has the highest points against. Mm-hmm. for opposing quarterbacks in yep. the last four weeks each of the teams uh even with uh Carson Wentz I believe was the last quarterback to face Washington um and he didn't have a great game himself so that when you keep that one out of there probably the three games before that with with quarterbacks that are generally more mm-hmm. pass heavy it, it's pretty good stats for those yeah. three quarterbacks yeah looking ahead to week 16 I actually really like Cam Newton's matchup we'll get to that in a little bit uh later on in this show but I do want to watch him very closely tonight before I throw him in my week 16 lineups I just want to I just want to see his mental state if he's actually thrown in the towel or if he's still got that drive and passion to keep to keep winning some games and make that record look respectable Let's move to running backs, though, Chris. John Stewart, 6,100. Rob Kelly, 5,900. Rashad Jennings, 5,700. Darren Sproles, 5,400. He's got some injury stuff. You'll want to monitor that. Chris Thompson, 5,100. Ryan Matthews, just $5,000. Paul Perkins, 4,500. Any favorites in this slate? Yeah, I mean, you, to me, the biggest lock of the week potentially could be Jonathan Stewart at the top of the board. I, I feel like he has the best matchup slash workload combo. Mm-hmm. You don't really know in New York. Rashad Jennings isn't the guy that's going to get a ton of – I mean, he mm-hmm. gets probably the majority of the carries, he had, but I he's believe not. He had six more carries than Perkins this past week, but Perkins – outrushed him significantly yeah i mean i don't think it's a secret anymore paul perkins is a better back we'll just we just don't know how the giants are going to use them and for that reason and, and the fact that they're probably still going to split carries whereas mm-hmm. you look at carolina's pretty much all jonathan stewart going against a, a pretty good matchup against the washington redskins as well they're not great against the rush either so you have a good matchup and a great uh back there the only real question or issue you might have is the fact that sometimes inside the five they like to run cam newton because he's such a big body himself so maybe you know newton vaulters a touchdown from him that might be an issue but i think of the locks among the running backs he pretty much has to be a lock i kind of yep. like ryan matthews a little bit at five thousand yeah. well, he's mentioned. so cheap at five thousand he he ran for 120 in a score against the ravens last week who are the by pretty much every metric, the best run defense in the league. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that with Sproles out, uh, he's a little bit banged up, and yep. uh, Wendell Smallwood's on IR now. I mean, Kenyon Barner's around, but it's the, the Ryan yeah. Matthews show there. The question, the, I guess the only question would be, like, going into Thursday, does maybe Sproles somehow come back from his concussion? It, mm-hmm. I just don't – it seems more likely than not to me, so maybe a little yep. risky yeah, to do it. Yeah, especially after you missed week 15. Yeah. After you missed last week, I, I think I'd take my bet, hedge my bets – not hedge my bets, but go with mm-hmm. Ryan – Matthews in that yep. matchup. Speaking of concussions, Luke Keekley's questionable tonight while coming back from a concussion. Keekley has not played since week 11, missing three straight games here. I mean, if he doesn't play, does Rob Kelly enter consideration here? He's pretty much their 
their every down back. He, I think I wouldn't play Kelly if 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 uh, Keekly plays, but if he doesn't, you have to consider him. I mean, yeah, I think that's the only other back you would consider. You really only have just like the quarterbacks. I think you mm-hmm. only have three running backs that you really want to consider. So Stewart, Kelly, Matthews. Yeah, and you, know. you in this case, you only have two slots. You have two slots to fill versus one quarterback slot, so you just got to pick two of three there. Mm-hmm. I, I think you don't really kind of throw the Giants out because I don't think there's anyone there yep. that's intriguing enough to go with. But, um, yeah, I think – I still think for me personally, I, I'm going to lean a little more towards Ryan Matthews, but I definitely see a reason, especially if, you, as you mentioned, Keekley's still out. Yep. It definitely makes that uh, run defense a little more vulnerable for Carolina. Yeah, all right. So what about wide receivers? you got Odell Beckham at 8,600, and then the rest of the pack, Kelvin Benjamin, 66, Jameson Crowder, 61, Deshaun Jackson, 6,000, Jordan Matthews, 5,700, Pierre Garçon, 5,400, Shepard's 5,300, and Doriel Green Beckham's 4,900. I mean, it's pretty safe that, and because of the two-game slate, you have the funds to do so. you got to lock Odell Beckham in, right? I think so. I mean, you look down the board of receivers, and there's really not anyone that measures up to the caliber, and you can afford easily mm-hmm. to put him into your lineup. So I think You he's can easily one. afford the top three. Yeah, you, know? you could afford the top three. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, I, I I did like Kirk Cousins for next week in, or in this Monday-Thursday slate. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think I'm going to pair him, and I think the guy I might go with is Deshaun Jackson just mm-hmm. because he, he's a guy that he's, – he's a deep threat. Not necessarily a guy that's going to rack up a ton of catches, but he's a guy that racks up yardage. And in a half point PPR, the reception total isn't as vital as more as in some of the point, the total point or full point poor yeah. reception. Absolutely. So you start with Odell Beckham, and I could honestly see pairing if you're going to use Cousins using both Jamison Crowder and Deshaun Jackson because you move to tight ends, Chris, and you got Jordan Reed at 6,800, Greg Olson 6,300, Zach Ertz 5,900, Vernon Davis 4,900. I don't have a ton of faith in Jordan Reed. He only caught one uh, pass in his return last week. He gets a questionable designation this week. He's dealing with a sprained AC joint in his shoulder, which is a little bit of a tricky situation here. Now, unless the, I mean, the Redskins are in a pretty much a must-win situation if they want to stay in the wild card hunt. They're not going to catch Dallas in their division. Unless the Redskins are way behind and need to go to Jordan Reed frequently, I just, I'm not quite sure I'm using Reed as the top tight end tonight. What about you? I think I might go away from him as well. Yeah, you do have still have the issues with the shoulder. It, it may it he didn't do anything last week, and the shoulder may have been a factor in that. So mm-hmm. you don't know what percentage his shoulders at. He's listed as questionable according to the final injury report. So you don't even know a hundred percent sure if he's going to play. I mean, he's he's good. He's play. probably going to yeah. play. He was so a limited. Not he, be an issue. Uh, it was a limited practice yeah. for three straight days this week. Questionable. I mean. I would be very surprised if he didn't yeah. shoot up. Suit still, up, especially still worth checking on week. just to make sure yeah. he's in. But yeah, as I mentioned, yeah, it's more likely than not he's going to play. But it seems like the shoulder issue might be hampering him a little bit, and maybe best to go down the board to a guy like Greg Olson or even Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has been pretty recently hot has yeah. been very hot. He has he's he getting a lot of targets. Which last is what three I like. weeks, he's had double digits in each of the last three weeks. So those those two I think I would consider maybe more than Jordan Reed especially if you want to go with some of those Washington receivers along with Cousins mm-hmm. yeah I mean Ertz 6 for 80 last in week 15 10 for 112 in week 14 9 for 79 and a score in week 13 so he continues to be very productive I don't think his price is quite caught up to his true value yet but let's uh, shift focus to the entirety of the week 16 slate here if your season-long leagues are are all wrapped up you're not playing for a championship this week 
might as well get some DFS action in. And if you're going to play a 50-50 or a double up or just a standard cash game here, who are you looking to start in the quarterback position, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go about as chalk as you can and just top of the board next week is Tom Brady at 9,000 going mm-hmm. against the Jets at home. I mean, the Jets have allowed, Jets allowed last week four passing touchdowns to Matt Moore and the Dolphins. So you really have a defense that struggled against the pass all season and have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks and st- still are in the week, but weather indications seem to suggest that it's going to be fine for that game, not really going to have any issues there, which can be uh, cause for concern late in the season in Foxborough, but doesn't appear to be an issue this week. And while Tom Brady did have a little bit of a down week against the Broncos, the everybody Jets, has a down week. Yes, against the Broncos. The Jets are not the Broncos' defense, so I don't really anticipate any issues with that. And I, I think Brady will return to form and should easily post, you know, mid twenties and reach the value, if not higher this week against the Jets. The Jets have allowed 27 passing touchdowns this year. That is the uh, fourth worst or fourth highest, I guess you could say, in the league. It's tough to make these best or worst because it all depends on perspective here. My cash game quarterback choice, like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to go with Cam Newton because he's 7,900, and I think that's an excellent value. That being said, I'm going to watch tonight's Monday night game very, very closely, Chris, because I'm a little bit concerned about where his mindset's at. He's taking a bunch of shots. He maybe doesn't feel, you know, it's tough to get into the guy's head exactly, but I mean, this isn't a, it's not similar to his MVP season last year where the team's well in the playoffs and they're ready to make a big playoff charge. This team is out of the playoffs here, and I'm very curious to see what, uh, what that's going to do for Cam Newton's psyche. If he goes out and he has a good game tonight, I'm locking him into all my lineups next week because he's, he's at home against the Falcons. So I'm going to take the home quarterback against the team allowing more fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks than anyone in the league. We talked about the Jets. We talked about the Browns having bad defense, bad pass defenses. But no one's quite as bad as the Falcons in terms of allowing fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So, like I said, I'm going to watch Cam Newton Monday just to make sure his mindset's okay. I actually don't mind uh, Matt Ryan on the other side of this lineup, but I do think Cam Newton uh, might, he gives you a pretty safe floor with uh, even some decent upside. I could even see using him in a GPP uh, because it's still Cam Newton. He was a, he's, a, he's a quarterback that people wanted to use first round picks on this year for good reason. He does, I mean, of course, he's never going to hit that type of value over the course of the season anymore, but he does have the potential in a one-game sample size to have a huge day, and I think just uh, the rushing touchdown, the um, the matchup gives him a very high floor in Week 16. Yeah, I mean, you do have the the rushing upside always with Cam Newton, and the, like you mentioned, it is interesting to see maybe the the mental state and the like the body language that he displays because he does have sometimes in the past he has displayed you know a, a getting down when something mm-hmm. when it's bad or when. They don't really have anything. There's no real drive, yep. really. The and some of, the of it season, I can't so. blame him for. He takes yeah. a lot of unnecessary shots. And, I mean, in, in his defense, I would probably be pretty upset about that, too. No. But, yeah. again, I think we're both on the same page that we need to, to see that psyche, see if he still comes out with that same leadership, that same fun mentality. If the Panthers somehow beat Washington tonight, um, I will not hesitate whatsoever to use Cam Newton in my lineups next week. What about GPPs, Chris? You're going to enter a dollar squib or, or I don't know, uh, in the NBA it's called the dollar or dribbler, but a big GPP where you got to make some decisions to set your lineup apart from the pack. What quarterback are you looking at to save some cash and uh, and maybe do some damage here in Week 16? Yeah, it looks like we're in a similar range in terms of dollar amounts, but we're going different directions here. I'm going to go with Matt Barkley at 6,300 against the Redskins. As I mentioned before, the Redskins 
as of late, last four weeks, have been extremely bad against the pass. And Matt Barkley threw for 362 yards last week against the Packers defense This mm-hmm. on, mean, a, pa- a day ago yeah. against the Packers. The Packers aren't the greatest against they, the pass either. They're not, but they've been improving recently, and it's mm-hmm. still still an impressive performance. And Barkley has been pretty decent overall under center for the, the Bears. He did and throw three picks this past week. He did. Well, he had three turnovers. Did he have, did he have three picks as well, or was it? Uh, I thought me, he had three picks. Check. But uh, at least two of those were to ha-ha, but I mean, yes, he did have two picks to ha-ha, two, three picks, you're correct, and a fumble. So, And he still ended up with 17.48 points in that game. So you're getting him at 6,300 if he can avoid some of those turnovers against a defense that is still, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not, the Packers haven't been particularly good either, mm-hmm. but uh, I still think it's a little better matchup for him. In this game, Elshon Jeffrey comes back from suspension that's last week. Help. And I mean, had, I'm curious to see how Jeffrey does against Josh Norman. That that's the thing it is because I want to I want to throw Jeffrey out in my season long lineups, but I'm not entirely sure about uh, the confidence there. Now yeah. I wasn't I, I wavered this week. I I didn't start him, and that ended up costing me. But who knows? There could be uh, bigger things to come there. But either way, I like your Matt Barkley call, Chris. Yeah, I, I feel like at least you have high volume passing. He's a guy that on a weekly basis throws the ball a lot. Uh, last week against the Packers, as I mentioned, he threw the ball 43 times, 32 times the week before. So he's uh, the Bears generally trail a fair amount and could be trailing against the Redskins mm-hmm. as well. And if that's the case, it's a home game. It'll be cold again. It, it could be cold again. You just got to make sure the weather is okay. I, I don't. Uh, but other than the cold, obviously, last week. He did throw three picks, but didn't affect him a ton. He still threw for over 300 yards, so mm-hmm. there's still he still has the potential to do that, even if it's cold. You just got to make sure there's no snow mixed into that. It probably might impact it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like your $6,300 Matt Barkley pick. I'm going to throw my name in the hat for a pair of Rams quarterbacks. The reason we don't know which one is going to start is because Jared Goff is diagnosed with a concussion on Thursday night, but should have plenty of time to come around. Now, Jared Goff, 6,200. Case Keenum is 6,000. They're both dirt cheap quarterbacks going against a 49ers team that is allowing the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks I can guarantee you people look at these names they get disgusted they turn away so you're not going to find very high ownership even if you get 200 250 yards and two touchdowns from these guys which is entirely possible against the 49ers um you know, you you've, you'll have officially hit value there, and you can get it'll get you the big guys in your lineup. You know, your Antonio Browns, your Odell Beckhams. You could probably get two of those elite type players. Also, Los Angeles was in the 60s this week, so weather shouldn't be a factor. The two should be playing comfortably as long as Jared Goff can see straight after uh, some of those hits there. I believe it was a Richard Sherman hit that knocked him out of the game. Um, but I mean, regardless, it's just a name, it's just a body. If it's Goff or if it's Keenum, I think the dirt cheap price can get some big fantasy points this week. Yeah, I mean, it's. Neither of them have been very good this year, so it's definitely a risk, but that's what you're doing in GPPs. You're taking that risk, yeah. and it's a good matchup. That's what you're looking for when you're going down that low. You get a good matchup at least and hope for the best, and sometimes, especially if you're doing it, toss into a small, uh, a bigger tournament, lower dollars, you just throw in you know, some random guys that other people aren't going to choose, and sometimes if it hits, that's when you can – you know, start cashing bigger in the tournaments. And uh, I could see, I mean, there's potential for either of those two to do that against the 49ers. I mean, you could do a, a Tom Savage at 6,300 who's going to start. Well, he's, yeah. he, I mean, he's going against the Bengals. He's at home, and he's actually knows the target, Matt Barkley. He could be okay. I mean, Matt Moore threw four touchdowns last week, but I don't think he's going to do the same against Buffalo. The other he's guy looked at 
a little bit was RG3 potentially because he rushes the ball, but San Diego's defense has been pretty yeah. good recently. Well, so it's that, and there's a good chance they go to McCown this week, is what Hugh Jackson seems to insinuate. Okay. So uh, I, I'd is, wait on the RG3 see, yeah. uh, announcement. I know does, you like yeah. going on with those running quarterbacks. I do like going with that. I do see that. Uh, I did not see that, but yes, I do see now that it says uh, removing RG3 as starting quarterback for the Browns, which. If that isn't, if he is the starting quarterback, I would consider him. If not, obviously, you'd, I, I don't know if I'd trust McCown enough either to, uh, to go with him. Also, but. one last one to throw out there. I mean, the Titans are allowing the second most passing yards, total passing yards on the season. And uh, I mean, you got you got Blake Bortles at home against Tennessee, and I, every I, week I, he's intriguing. Yeah, but. he's intriguing every week because I know who Blake Bortles is, and he can put together a good game that's what caused him to be a top fantasy quarterback it's just i don't trust him enough necessarily but i guess who you trust more blake ordles or jared goff both are 6200 and both have good matchups and, and decent potential here but again these are gpps where you're risky you're probably going to make three four five of these lineups and hope that one of these quarterback combinations hit yeah. It's generally a good strategy here. Well, good luck to you, Chris, in your Week 16 DFS as well as in your championship games. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire dot com slash pod for a free 10-day trial for chris benzine i'm jake letarski the rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast will return tuesday with myself and john mckechnie and we'll probably have ben joining us for some nba talk as well thank you for listening ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks at ace your backyard's right in our backyard which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood like premium bird seed suet birdhouses and feeders Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture, and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.